You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. I am your host Peggy Wu. Today, I have Janice Shou on the show. Janice is a money and career break coach for professional women who take time out of the traditional workforce for their families. She's also the host of the Money, Career, and Motherhood podcast, as well as the founder of Strategic Sabbaticals. Janice was previously a commercial banker, and motherhood and relocation with her family led her to start her own business. Her mission is to help mothers make a more informed and strategic decision about money, career, and business, so they can focus on what matters most. Janice will share her story as well as cover topics such as money awareness and how to get back into the workforce if moms want to spend a few years at home with their children. So let's take a listen. Hi, Janice. It's so good to have you here. Tell us more about you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Janice Scholl, and I'm the host of the Money, Career, and Motherhood podcast. And in my past professional life, I was a commercial banker for about a decade, and、uh, motherhood had a really significant impact on my career plans and how where I've ended up today.、Um, it's been kind of a long and winding road, but. We spent five years in Asia, and then when we moved back to the U.S., I planned and launched Money, Career, and Motherhood because I wanted to help women navigate those transitions that they experience through motherhood, aligned with their career.、Um, I kind of needed my own advice, I guess, a, a 10 years ago. And when we came back to the U.S., I still didn't see that there was a ton of support systems for women as they kind of went into motherhood and navigated the the different ages and stages that they go through. And、um, you know, the pandemic has had a major impact on mothers in particular, and it just has only reinforced the need. For us to build a support system to help women navigate something that we kind of treat as an anomaly, we leave each mom to like navigate her own motherhood professional path. But yet, the reality is, is we're all going through very similar circumstances and, and decisions that we have to make along the way. So, Janice, when you were a banker, you talked to your clients about money all day long. Now you help mothers navigate career transitions and make informed money decisions. So, how different is it between the two roles? So, it feels a hundred percent different, but there are some themes that. That have remained, so it feels very different. Because I mean, I'm talking about things first of all that I would never talk about as a banker.、Um, I was a commercial banker and worked with middle market clients as a client manager, and so you know, talking to people and trying to be a thought leader and formulate ideas and sharing concepts—that's normal.、Um, so the talking part of being on a podcast has been. Fine and comfortable for me, but the content of what I'm talking about is so much more personal, and 
um, you know, that has been something that's been a real challenge for me to overcome is to get comfortable kind of showing my personality and talking about the things that honestly, as a banker, I was intentionally trying to avoid talking about, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was doing an excellent job as a mother and as a professional at that time, you know, in the early stages of motherhood. So I was actively trying to avoid talking about that. And now I'm actively trying to talk about that, but I really view it as, you know, my, it's my responsibility because I have the ability to do this for other women who can't come out and say something about these challenges, um, that it keeps me going It keep, it gets me to get over that, that shyness, if you will, to talk about these things. And then the other, the other piece is, um, you know, I'm still talking about money and finance. It's in a really different way because personal finance is very different than, than commercial finance, but a lot of the concepts relate. And one of the big ones that I like to talk about that I think the personal finance industry doesn't necessarily do an excellent job at sometimes is mitigating risk. And I'm not just talking about financial loss risk. I'm talking about the idea that your outcome is going to differ or may differ from what your expectations are. And so that can be both positive and negatives. You know, that's a you know, your kid has a really great opportunity because they're, they're an excellent sports player and they can, they can really thrive and, and they're going to go into college and play sports and things like that. But the cost of getting them there is going to be very significant. That's a, that's a positive risk, right? You know, that you may not foresee that's an unexpected outcome. Um, it can also be negative outcomes. And, and when we first became parents, um, we did experience some of this because we had medical bills for our daughter that we did not anticipate. And um, just my goal is to take that risk piece, that financial risk piece off of parents because there's so much unknown that I want to ensure that, that parents have the ability to focus on what their family needs in their time of need, whether it's a crisis or it's not a crisis, um, and really take that money worry off of them. Because when you have to focus so heavily on the money, then it becomes all about the money. And the, the money is the decision. Whereas in parenthood, we don't want it to be the way that the decision of why we parent our kids a certain way or the decisions we make for what's best for them. We want to do that outside of money. So the risk piece, I think, has really influenced the way I approach working with women and navigating their motherhood and navigating the the challenges that parents experience and how they build a, a strong financial foundation to, to navigate that. So I'm wondering, what are the common challenges that you see among your clients when it comes to managing money, career, and motherhood? Yeah, it's it's this complicated thing because if we could deal with the challenges we're facing and if we could talk to others who have navigated the path or are in it and find a sense of community, it's so much better, right? We can be so much more effective when we don't feel like we're the only ones, when we see other people creatively solving their own problems. Um, but yet we're socialized to talk about the areas we excel at at work. We are not socialized to talk about our weaknesses. And, you know, I try to help moms really put a positive spin on the areas that they need to work in because 
only by acknowledging that you're feeling weak in an area can you often find the solution. And with mothers, especially really hard, like professional, hard driving type A type moms, um, often we feel like we're doing a worse job than we actually are. And it's so dangerous for us to get caught up in our own story. And so we're telling ourselves that we're not doing a good job at home and we're not doing a good job at work and we're trying so hard and we actually are doing much better than we are. And if we talk to the other moms in our network, whatever our community is, if it's internal within your company or external, because you don't have that support system at work, or you don't, you just don't want to talk about it at work. Um, if we're honest about it, we realize that everybody's got their own challenges and, and everyone's kids are different and everyone's work is different in relationships and support system. But, you know, introduce me to a mom who has no challenges balancing work and her family. And like, I'll be amazed because most of us struggle with it in one way or another. So that's kind of the first thing. And then, um, the, the money stuff, it's, again, we got to realize that our career paths and our life paths just don't follow this plan that we set for ourselves when we're 25. We have this idea that we're going to be on this linear path and that we're going to reach the successes that we want. And we don't do a great job of reevaluating those goals when we change and motherhood is obviously a period of immense change. So recognizing that we need to reassess what we've set for ourselves. And if those goals and plans that we have in place actually align with who we are today um, is something that we talk about regularly, you know, with my clients and, and Understanding your relationship to with money is so important to that activity because all of us would like to think that money is not important to us, but money is incredibly important. Money is a part of every single thing we do every single day of our lives. It is part of the decisions that we make for our family. It's part of the decisions that we make in our careers, and it is often something that we ignore unless we can't. And it's something that we act out of fear because of. So, you know, mothers who are looking to make a transition in their career because they've decided that that's what's best for their, their family and their personal circumstances, sometimes will stay in a career path that is not healthy and is not good for them and is not serving them professionally or personally because they're afraid. So there's this, this, ignoring the money circumstances and by sitting down and actually looking at a budget and understanding your fi family's finances and what you need to accomplish and what you can accomplish in making money elsewhere, going through that work can actually alleviate that, you know, alleviate that fear and allow you to make the changes that will really allow your life to thrive. Um, you know, as women, I find that we often think that money is really complex and there's a lot of women who don't want to participate in it because they feel like maybe they lack the financial knowledge that they need. But I find that the reality is women think it's complex, but it's not. It's Money is pretty simple, but it's really hard. It's really hard to make changes in your money because it's actually mostly behavioral. We, we all understand that we should spend less money than we take in, right? 
our income should exceed our expenses and we should save some for the future. Like that part is really simple. The doing is hard. And, you know, we, we seek financial knowledge to support our ability to make good money choices when in fact it's money awareness that we're often lacking that causes us to do things that are not aligned with our financial goals. And that to me is proven by the fact that whether or not somebody is very well educated in money and finance, they can still make really bad choices with money. You know, it's one area where just because you know about it doesn't mean it's easy for you. And I have two degrees in finance and I spent a decade in banking and there's a lot of stuff with money that is still really, really hard for me and is hard for every person who has a financial path. I agree. Then how do you help your clients who don't have good money awareness? So it depends on the individual, but the first step um, for anyone is really unpacking the stories about money and kind of the, the thoughts that you have about money that are underlying your behaviors. And so recognizing that, you know, money is complicated because we learn so much about it when we're kids and we learn it through our parents and we learn it through stories and events And we don't really have the opportunity to challenge those ideas and beliefs. So often we build this idea of what money is that is, that is opinion, but we believe is fact. We believe this is what money is. And so the first step is recognizing the stories and events that influenced us and recognizing the emotions that we assign to money. You know, there are ways that we can view money. And let me give you an example. Um, Somebody who goes to college and makes some choices that are not ideal with credit cards and kind of blows up their credit cards and exceeds their limit and lives through that experience could go a number of different ways afterwards. Their perspective could be that's, I'm bad, at mo- I'm bad at money. That is who I am. I'm bad at money. And that's going to follow them through every step moving forward. If you're bad at money, if that's what you tell yourself you are, you're not going to be able to pay down all your credit card debt. You're not going to be able to set long-term financial goals for savings and meet them because that doesn't reconcile with who you say you are as a person. Now, that same person who made a bad choice could look at that and say, wow, that was a bad choice. I'm going to learn from that and make sure I don't make that mistake in the future. And the way that our parents viewed money and the way that they viewed mistakes and learning will directly influence which path we end up on when we make those financial errors, because we all will make financial errors. It's just what we do with them and the the mindset that we bring to that first. So Janice, for new moms who want to take a career break and plan to return to their job one day, but are worried about whether they can get back into the workforce successfully and without a pay cut, what advice would you give them? Most women who decide to take a career break intend to return. It it is, in their opinion, a temporary thing, even if it's for a year or two. 
It's not something they intend to do and to never go back to the workforce. So it's on the mind of virtually all moms who leave the workforce for childcare and family reasons. So the bad news is your career is affected if you decide to take a career break. I I say that openly because again, I think we should identify the risks and then find mitigants. And if we don't acknowledge the fact that research shows that we do take a career hit when we take career breaks, then I don't think we can find the solutions around that. Um, So the reality is uh, nearly half of highly accomplished women take career breaks. Most of them, virtually all of them want to return to work at some point and 75% do return to work at some point, but only 40% do to professional full-time employment. And most will take a reduction in pay. Now that's the negative, but one of the reasons that happens is because we're planning our exit. When we take a career break, we're not planning our return. And the best time to plan your return or the best time to start at least is when you're exiting is to, you know, at that time, set your goals, set your intentions for what you want to do. These are your plans. You can change them at any time, but you don't want to just take your career break and then not think about your career or not do anything with your career until three years later when you're trying to get back into, back into the workforce. Um, And I say not do anything because most women are thinking about it. They're fearfully thinking about, oh my gosh, how am I going to get back to work? And how am I going to get paid my worth? Uh, So the first step is set your intentions the day you leave. Think about your return as much as you thought about your exit. And then, you know, there's three categories that I walk my clients through how to ensure a successful return. And the most successful return involves activities through the entire career break that are personal, professional, and network. Now, on a personal level, that person who's setting your intentions for your exit is probably going to be different than that person you are in three years when you're looking to return. So understanding who you are and what you value and what's important to you in a career path and in your lifestyle as you go back to work is really important because what most women find, um, or I should say many, I don't know if it's exactly most, but, but many women find that what they wanted in a career when they left is not the same as what they want in that current circumstance. But often we can make the mistake of chasing our old professional path because that's what we know. And so the first step is understanding us, understanding how we've changed as a person once we added on this motherhood identity, understanding who we are and what we value now that we have had to separate our identity from our income and do that hard work through the whole process instead of trying to figure it out after you get a job that maybe you aren't happy with after a career break. The second is professional. And that is, you know, we live in a day and age where there is no reason why we can't continue to invest in our professional skills while we are not working. There are ways to do this with at little to no cost. And so I highly recommend that for any person who takes a career break, they remain engaged if they want to return to the same industry. You know, you can read industry periodicals, you can um, 
read consulting reports on topics like all for free that will keep you up to date on your industry. And if you want to try out some new professional skills, a career break is the best time, you know, on the other hand, you're not working. So that's a challenge. But on the other hand, you have this opportunity to take time to invest in skills that you would never have the time to do when you're working and a mother. And so using that time to try out new things, um, learn in areas that you think that you would like to. I think strategic volunteering is a great way for women on career breaks to explore skills and develop skills that they want to before they return into the into the workforce. Um, and then that kind of segues into the last, which is network. And um, strategic volunteering is also great for building your network. But now many women underestimate the impact of the personal change they go through they overestimate their de-skilling, which is that fear that like, well, my skills aren't as good and sharp and worthwhile in the marketplace today. Um, that's that professional piece. And then they also underestimate the importance of their network or they ignore their network while they're on career break. And the network is what gets you hired. So it is the most important place to focus on a career break. And that is both from the perspective of maintaining those relationships that you had prior to your exit, as well as developing new ones in other arenas, because you may not be going back to that old professional path. So, you know, we, we don't think about the personal, we overestimate the importance of professional skills, and then we don't think about or underestimate our network's impact on how we're going to actually get a job next. And so kind of right-sizing the focus on each of those areas and then building a plan around each of those areas are the best way any woman who wants to return to professional work can do so when and if she decides it's her time. So Janice, I want to talk a little more about you. What do you find most rewarding in your current career? You know, I, well, I want to be of value to other people and help them navigate what they're going through. And so when I'm like, and it's my goal to talk about the things that I feel that other people are feeling, but aren't willing to talk about. So the best part of my job is when a woman says to me, that's exactly what I've been feeling. And I didn't know how to say it, or I didn't, I didn't feel like I could say it out loud. Um, to me, that's really rewarding. Just getting that recognition that I'm helping women by acknowledging things that exist. And by, and I believe that by acknowledging them and, you know, helping women feel empowered to take the steps to, to control that thing instead of letting that thing control her, um, is definitely the thing that I love the most about what I do. All right, Janice, my last question for you. What's your definition of success? So um, that is such a hard question to answer these days, because I think all of us, like our definition has changed so much over time. And, and we've all had a lot of time to reflect through the pandemic. And so I've tried to, and, and I'm going to say this, you know, everyone views work-life balance differently. I feel like there's no such thing for me as work-life balance. Um, and, in you know, in the past, I'd probably say, well, that's my definition of success. If I can reach work-life balance, 
I will be successful, but I, it doesn't meet my personality. Um, when I'm working on something, I'm all in. And that means whether I'm working on something in my professional life or I'm working with my family, I'm all in. Because of that, balance never happens. So it feels more like tug of war um, at times because it's kind of trying to make sure that I have the ability to invest as much as I want in whatever I'm focused on at that time. So to me, contentment is actually the word that describes success. It means that I feel self-assured in who I am, in the skills that I offer, and the knowledge that I can offer people, um, that I am adding value in whatever, whatever avenue I'm working in at that time, whether that's, you know, being with my family and kids, or that's working with a client. And that's, you know, me again, on the financial side, feeling competent and comfortable in what I'm earning and that it is sufficient to meet the goals and, and values that I like to live through my life financially as well. Thank you so much for being here, Janice. Thank you so much for having me. was Janice Scholl, a money and career break coach and the host of the Money, Career, and Motherhood podcast. So many great points today, and my key takeaways are a lot of professional women are not completely comfortable sharing that they have trouble balancing work and family after having children. At the same time, they really need support to balance their priorities. Balancing work and motherhood is hard. It's important to create a strong support system. For women who want to take a long career break, Janice suggests set your intention the day you leave. Think about your return as much as your exit. Most successful returns require planning ahead of time. Also understand who you are, what you value, and your lifestyle. You want a career that works for you and not necessarily tying your identity to your income. During your break, remain engaged in the industry, invest in the skills you want to learn and try out new things. Most importantly, continue to network with people in your industry. Networking is what gets you hired. If you want to get in touch with Janice, you can visit her website at moneycareermotherhood.com. Janice also has a career break coaching program available to help professional women. I'll leave her info in the show notes. If you are enjoying the show, please help me spread the word and subscribe and follow. Also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you think of the episode. Once again, I'll leave all the info in the show notes. I want to thank Janice again for being on the show. And I want to thank you, my listeners, for tuning in. Wishing you a great rest of your week and take care. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you, define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed. Thank you.